So we're recording now. This is how you do it. You just do it on your phone. You yeah, just hold it up like this. Yes, and you decided to just come in hot with a Sorry. background discussion. But yes, hello. Welcome back to Under Our Roof. I'm Lizzie. And I'm Grace. Welcome back to our podcast that we do record together. Although I know that Lizzie has had some fantastic solo episodes while I've been on the road. This is a united podcast. However, um, in the tradition of Lizzie kind of running the show for the past few weeks, we are going to be doing this episode, the the Lizzie way, the lady way, which is one take. Yes. Okay. So I should clarify. Normally, this is our setup. It's not high tech at all, but we record on a microphone that's connected to Grace's computer. The sound goes into a program called Ableton, right? Yeah. That you then edit and you can cut things and make it sound cohesive. You know, if you've listened if you've listened to like our Halloween episode or a quiz show episode, you know we have some snazzy editing yeah. now and again. Grace will add some music and then of course you a few gags here and there, <laughs> pull some YouTube clips, a, a clip of Butterfly Kisses by Bob Carlyle. Perhaps. Yes, that has made an appearance. So anyway, normally that's how we do it. We record and then Grace spends an hour or two editing and then we upload. But I can't do any of that. I don't have Ableton. Even if I did, I have no clue how it works. So when Grace is gone, I've just been recording as one take and just hitting upload. And even to the point that I'll play the music, the intro and outro music on my computer and hold my recording, which is my phone, um, up to the microphone on my computer or up to the speaker. And you'll just like press the volume button to like fade fade in the volume, fade out the volume. It's one of the purest things I've ever heard when I heard you like click 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 like turning up and down the volume I have made one exception to this rule I'm happy to play Lizzie's way because we we really want to stay consistent and in the um what is it like in the essence of time in the in the the interest of time and making sure that we get this podcast episode out since I have the troubadour show coming up and I have like rehearsal and all that stuff one take I agree this is the wise thing to do we're recording this episode while I'm in bed having my morning coffee. Unfortunately for Lizzie, though, I am making the exception. I will be doing the edit of just adding in the theme song. Yeah, Grace insisted on doing some editing. Some. So just just one or two. That will be happening. In general, this episode is just going to be a free for all. I was going to say, like, no rules, the quintessential edits, uncensored, uncut. I forgot under our roof, uncut. I forgot what it's like to have a co-host, and I can't just say exactly what I want. I know you've you've been drunk with power. (laughs) I've been drunk with power. I'm like, no, now I'm just drunk with coffee. Apparently, so anyway, I was going to say this is like the quintessential cozy catch-up episode because we haven't recorded together in. Well over a month because, but it's uncensored. Even, even our last um, no episode edits. that was together was obviously like released after the last time we recorded together. So we haven't recorded together in a long time, and um, I've been keeping on my phone on my notes app. If you listen to this podcast, you know I love my notes app. I like always bring up how much I go through. You have some notes in here. <laughs> yeah, you've got a lot of things to tell Grace. Things to tell Grace. So, yes. Oh my gosh, I already saw the first topic. I can't believe you wrote that 
it down. Okay, okay. Let we're me. A bit late to the game on this, but I can't well, wait to hear your take. Let me explain for the listeners. I feel like we're jumping all over the place and not making sense. So while Grace has been gone for several weeks, I have kept. It's not that long because I was distracted with other things, but I've kept a running list on my phone of things to tell Grace or like things to talk about when Grace is back because. We uh, didn't talk at all while Grace was gone. I'm just yeah, we broke up, actually, Stop. if you've been following. Wait, we have to talk about no, that. No, 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 we, we did not break up, but. No, but we didn't, we don't, in general, like, you know, we were long distance for years. We kind of know the drill when we're apart, and we don't constantly talk, which mm-hmm. I actually gave this advice in a recent episode for long distance. Like, I recommend not being in contact 100% of the time, like, I know when I was younger in relationships that weren't even long distance, but like I was living at home or whatever, so I would not see the person all the time. I would like text them from the moment I woke up until the moment I went to sleep. And mm-hmm. I feel like that is kind of a relationship killer in my opinion. Of course, that's just my opinion, just my experience. It does not reflect on you. If, if you don't claim that, then it doesn't apply to you. But I feel like for me, it leaves you with nothing to like look forward to to talk about. And it kind of like just dr- is a drain rather than looking forward to your times of catching up. So Grace and I also just out of necessity because we're both extremely busy when we're apart. Um, we don't check in all the time. So I kept a list of like things that I wanted to bring up to you when we're back. Right. We, I would say that we are definitely not one of the couples that's constantly on our phones talking to the other no. when we're with new people. And I think especially if I'm away, typically it's because I'm touring. So yeah. it's because I'm working. So even if it's like I'm just catching up with the band, that's an important part of my job. So we're pretty good about sort of just having the boundary of like at the end of the night, usually we would FaceTime a little bit, but sometimes we wouldn't if the show was running really late. We'd just text and say goodnight. I would say we would FaceTime like once every three days. Yeah, I would say. Either every other day or once every three days. Yeah. And it's actually something I, I think is really compatible about us is that our communication style when we're apart is um really, it, it just works really well. I agree. I I get nervous sometimes, like if I haven't heard from you in a while, just because I tend to run a little bit that way where I'll be like, oh, I hope Grace is okay. I hope the show went well. I, I'll just start to kind of worry, not that there's something wrong with our relationship, but just like, I just want to have confirmation that like, you're good, you're safe, you're happy. Um, So that's the only time I'll kind of like be attached well, to my phone. The good thing about tour is that you could then confirm very That's quickly that I was well and okay. I would like search your name on Twitter and see that people were saying like, great show. So yeah, you'd be like, all right. I'm like, okay, cool. Now I'll go do my own thing. But anyway, bef- wait, before we go to my list, my very short list of like things that I wanted to bring up to you, mm-hmm. um, we should address the rumors. The rumor we mill. Put a stop to the rumors. I can't believe it. Our first scandal. <laughs> Uh, well, it's not really there. No. We just got, a, I got a very few number of messages, but then once I addressed it, a few more messages that people thought we had broken up. Now I understand where this is coming from because yes. you may know, um, on Wednesday I'm releasing a project called stages of a breakdown. It's an EP or a mixtape, depending on how you think of it. I basically wrote a song for each stage of the breakdown of a friendship of a very close friendship to me. And while I've been doing the promotion for the project, 
I've been making little trailers on TikTok. Honestly, I'm very proud of these trailers. So if you haven't seen them yet, you should go check them out. They're on your Instagram too, for the most part. Yeah. And the first one starts with, I've been going through a breakup for the past three years. And then it says it started when I got married. And I think if you didn't watch the trailer all the way through, which would be weird because it's only 30 seconds, I think we can work on our attention spans, (laughs) then you might think that I have been going through a breakup with Lizzie but also, if you did think that, a bit strange, because you, y'all know me better than to think I would, like, announce a divorce with, like, an Instagram video. <laughs> um, so there, I think that's how it started. And then also because Lizzie and I have been apart, and I guess we weren't, like, posting each other. I mean, I was constantly referencing, like, yeah, oh, I thought, but I mean, I would, like, thing. post you on my story when we would FaceTime and things like that. But here's the thing. I don't think, for the most part, that people who are listening to our podcast thought that we broke up. Right. Because I was releasing weekly episodes talking about, like, you and mentioning things about us. I think that would have been kind of strange if I, like, neglected to mention that. Um, So I don't think it's people that, like, listen to our podcast and that we kind of have, like, a community with online. I think it's more just people that, like, had seen the video but weren't really checked in, which is extremely right. valid. You yeah, can't, like, follow like, everyone's... A, a casual listener yes. or a casual follower I would think... be like, oh, like, wasn't this person married? Like, right. what happened? Yes, I, think I, that's... I understand. Because I can't imagine if you're, like, listening to this podcast, watching your videos in detail, that you would deduce that we had broken up. But yes, I can kind of see how... The rumor mill could get running, but then yeah. Grace made a couple videos. So I made I made a video, uh, just kind of screenshotting a DM that I received that was like, oh, like I thought y'all broke because it was a, it was a cute photo of Lizzie and I that I just posted, and then someone was like, oh, I thought y'all broke up, and then I like took a screenshot and posted, and I was like, yeah, no, we did, like it's over, and then I have a few more messages, which is fair. I was being sarcastic, being like, what, like what's going on, and so. <laughs> Um, then we clarified, and then it became kind of, it's now, like, a running joke in the house that, like, we broke up for a month, um, and every month I go on tour, we're just gonna break up, and <laughs> well, that's, but then we'll get back together immediately, um, it won't, it won't be that dramatic, uh. So, it was funny because the same, like, the day after you had posted the stuff about us not breaking up, um, I had posted on my stories about me reorganizing our house well more than just reorganizing I redecorated some spaces and then reorganized other spaces and I like did some projects like I regrouted the floor in the bathroom because you know when you go through a breakup you want to like just change (laughs) your living space no but it does relate to that because I mean Darren just said something funny which if y'all don't know Darren is one of our very best friends and she was in the video for one of my new songs you're not my friend she played my nemesis which is very funny because she's my best friend so go watch that if you haven't yet but anyway she so I was reorganizing and redecorating and i used to have these wedding photos above our bed <laughs> you took them down and i took them down um, because of the breakup well i moved them that's the thing so i took them down but only because not because i didn't like them i love those images but but the relationship was over stop, but they weren't the right size like our we have a big king size bed and there's like a big slice of there's two windows on either side but then across the middle there's um, a big patch of wall and I had these kind of like delicate small framed wedding photos and they just weren't the balance was very off I realized like I had them for a few years like that and they were sweet but I realized I needed some bigger frames and bigger images there and I didn't want to have like life-size wedding photos that would be a bit much 
So I changed them out actually for still some sentimental art. One of them is like a um, reading from our wedding that friends gave us for a gift. And another one's a photo from our friend, like a, a landscape photo. Um, but anyway, so I moved the wedding photos. I wasn't just going to like throw them out. Um, and the frames are really cute. So I moved them to a little nook in our dining room where the space looks right. Like they're the right size for that patch of wall. And what did Darren say? And Darren was just, well, so then I posted on my story like, oh, by the way, I didn't get rid of the wedding photos. I just moved them. And Darren was like, good, like can't fuel the rumors that y'all have broken up. The breakup mill. The breakup mill. So yeah. And someone said too, that it was because I brought my friend Haley with me on tour. And if you go back, there's an episode with Haley too. And they were like, well, maybe people just thought since Haley came with you, not Lizzie, that that's <laughs> like something that there's something there. And that is just so... I mean, it's it's fair. I understand all these things because people don't know us in real life. Um, but it's just Haley is one of those like just Haley's your rebound. Yeah, well, Haley, yeah, Haley's my rebound. I love Haley so much. We've been friends for so long since we were teenagers. Um, and also, th- I can't explain to you how much we are just so not like each other's type well i remember Haley. yeah Haley is one of this is i'm gonna tell the story about Haley because i don't actually think she listens to this so that's fine this is just circle of trust okay when we were living together and i was like first Haley. Haley's been through me through a lot of like the coming out I would say, like, the coming out blues, like, the growing mm-hmm. pains of coming out, you know? Wait, for context, they were best friends in high school and college roommates. And we were college roommates, yeah. So, yeah, Haley and I met in Belgium, and then I, like, followed her ass to Elon eventually. <laughs> and while we were living together, and I was very much in my, like, baby gay kind of, like, fuckboy phase, like, I don't know. Um, <laughs> backwards snapback. Backwards back, snapback, yeah, all that stuff. Hey Mamas, unfortunately. I mean, that was pre-Hey Mamas, but, like... This was it, 2012. This, yeah, this is a while ago but you you understand the energy that i'm bringing and it's not my best energy i will concede <laughs> and i remember talking to Haley. i was like Haley, like you're just like the straightest person i know i do stand by this Haley is, is she really just, is just so sort of benevolently heterosexual and, right. and so i was telling her this and Haley was like hey like i'm i don't know like i i don't think i'm 100 percent straight i was like well oh i was like oh really and she was like yeah i kissed a girl once and i was like really and she was like yeah it was in seventh grade and it was a dare and i was like whoa okay like i i stand corrected (laughs) like go off a few hours go by we're like hanging out on the couch because again we live together watching the food network goes to a commercial break she's like i have to tell you i was like what she's like i lied i didn't kiss a girl (laughs) I wasn't dared. It didn't happen. I was like that for some reason. That's just like the cute. Like that's just such a like Haley story of like, hey, like I could be some other type of way. And then she's like, I could. I'm so sorry. I, I literally couldn't. She met her husband in high school, and they're the sweetest little couple. And um, there's just absolutely no chemistry like that between Haley and I. But we travel well together. Yes. So there's that. Well, and also, like, I would have... She's a great tour manager, I will say. She was. She was excellent. I would have loved to go on tour with Grace. I talked about this in my episode, but... Or in one of my solo episodes. Um, but I just can't... I just couldn't, at the time, like, be away from work for that long and um, be away from being, of course. He would probably not do that well in that environment. Yeah, but um, but one day, I'm sure, we'll, we'll be on the road together. It just didn't happen this yes. go around. And so in the future... If you see that I'm on tour and Lizzie isn't there, do not worry. Um, our relationship is great. Our marriage <laughs> is very happy. And uh, 
And, and and you'll never find out about serious life events like that, especially the unhappy nature, through a dramatic TikTok or Instagram video from me. I promise you, I'm not that type of a creator, <laughs> musician. Okay, so let's look at this list that I made. The first thing on the list mm. is a quote. So good. You see, you already know about this. I do know. Okay. I didn't know if you God, it's so good. Was this the Oscars? What was it? I think it? it was the Oscars. Okay, so basically, yeah, we were apart during that whole, during the Oscars, during everything. Everything that's happened in March, basically. And there, we both love Lady Gaga. Grace especially is like I a love her. big Lady Gaga really fan. need to see her in concert. Yes, someday. we need to figure that out. I know she's going on tour. We just have been too scattered to figure out tickets and stuff. But anyway, I thought this just seemed like something you would be obsessed with. So I'm like, I didn't watch the Oscars, but I was like, of course, looking at a bit of Twitter coverage and just kind of keeping apprised. And I saw that um, there's a clip of Lady Gaga running into Caitlyn Jenner on some red carpet. I think it was for the Oscars. And I could have might have been like the Vanity Fair party. Yeah. Like one of the surrounding events. Right. It could have been something else. And. Caitlyn Jenner is like (laughs) goes up to Lady Gaga and is you can barely hear what she's saying but it's something like um do you still go to the same Starbucks in Malibu they they live in Malibu I think I know the Starbucks they're talking about yes I think we've been there so do you still go to the same Starbucks in Malibu and or do are you still out in Malibu like do you still live in Malibu kind of thing Mm -hmm. And and Gaga's like, yes, yes, I do. She's very polite, very kind of buttoned up, though. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, like, yes, of course, I, I still live out there. And Caitlin's like, oh, I haven't seen you at the Starbucks. Because yeah. like, apparently, evidently, they had run into each other there. And yeah. Gaga goes, well... I've switched baristas. It's so good. It's so shady, but like polite. I switched baristas. It's like, and it's so funny to be like, oh, Gaga literally had to change where she gets coffee because Mm -hmm. she ran into Caitlyn Jenner and never wanted to run into her again. Yeah. It's, it makes me think of like, how in our own life could we use the expression, I switched, I switched, I switched baristas. Like, it's such a, it in that moment, obviously, these are mega celebrities. They're mega wealthy. Most of us will never understand that type of comfort and that level of fame. And yet, that interaction is so relatable. Yes, that's it's the thing. It's so relatable. It's running into someone in a grocery store that's from your church mm-hmm. that you don't want to go to that church anymore. Oh, you don't. I never see you at women's group. I never see you at men's group. Well, blah, blah, blah. I switched baristas. Yeah. And just to say, like, that's the thing. And it's one of those, it's like, if if you get it, you get it. Can you imagine it being like, I never see you at, like, Young Life, women's group anymore. And be like, oh, well, I switched baristas. They'd be like, what? And I'd be like, you obviously don't get it. Yeah. But and if just you- walk away. <laughs> So I just thought you'd appreciate that. If you didn't know of that, I was going to Great be clip. Excited. We should put that in the show notes. Yeah, I'll check. It's to, a great It's so funny. Clip. It, I've watched it like 15 times. It's so funny. You know, Gaga recently has just been such a class act. I mm-hmm. thought with her and Liza Minnelli at the Oscars, yeah. um, her tenderness towards elder entertainers, I think, is really um, inspiring and something that I, I would love to see more of from, uh, the, you know, the younger generation of just... Uh, showing respect for those who paved the way. And I think her at the Grammys as well. She's just such a, I mean, she was talking about how it's, she won a, a Grammy and she was saying that it was just as much as when she won for Just Dance, you know, when she won her very first Grammy. Mm-hmm. 
And I just, I love her. She's just totally a class act. I mean, someone said the other day that like on Twitter, someone was like, I don't think y'all understand because Just Dance came out, I think like however many years ago. It was when I was a junior or senior in high school. So over 10 years ago. Over 10 years ago. And someone on Twitter said, I'm being dead serious when I say that when Just Dance came out and Lady Gaga burst onto the scene, it was akin to the second coming of Jesus Christ. Truly. I remember it it so well. It was such a reset. Gaga was such a spitfire the way she exploded into pop and nobody understood her. It was so And people were like not sure what to make of her. I remember on the, she was a topic of discussion on the red carpet when she was just a new artist, people were like, what do you think of Lady Gaga? Mm-hmm. People would ask other more established artists. I remember because J- Justin Bieber was asked about it. Bless his heart. He was probably all of 13 years old. <laughs> and he was like, I think she's weird. I don't get it. Which is fair. He's a 13-year-old heterosexual boy. You're not. It's not for you. <laughs> but I just remember, I mean, she burst onto the scene and was just this absolute ray of light and, and hope and was talking about things that you just really had not heard a pop star talk about in my lifetime. I know that Madonna also made waves as well. But for us, it was really the first time to see an artist champion LGBTQ plus rights so early in her career. Like from the jump, she was shouting out to her queer fans. Yeah. You know, it wasn't like she got famous and then, you know, formed this bond. It was like from the beginning, she was like, I'm doing this for and with my queer fans. Mm-hmm. And um, and then to just see her become this icon, but also this this class act. And Chromatica is, I mean, to, to turn out Chromatica, however many albums in, she's still just at the top of her game. Everyone go listen to Chromatica. Chromatica truly is one of the best albums I've ever heard in my entire Fully life. Fully crafted. A full, and it just, and it came out. She never got to tour it except for now. Like, well, now it came, she is, yeah. Now she's to it doing the Chromatica Ball. But it came but, out in spring 2020. And I would just go on runs, double masked, just gasping for air <laughs> with my double mask and just listening to Chromatica, wondering what would become of us all. And Gaga was there for us. All right, we can move on to the next subject now because I could talk about this all afternoon. <laughs> no, I will say I'm not even, I'm not, I wouldn't consider myself like a Gaga stan, although I really admire her. I would say we kind of are. No, I'm saying me. Oh, okay. Me, you, you, you. I mean, you. I'm not like on the internet. No, but. I don't have like a fan account, but I could. I'm just It's just saying, because like, I don't have the time. I'm definitely a Lady Gaga fan, but I'm not like the biggest fan in the entire world, nor would I claim that. But I will say Chromatica is one of the best albums of all time, in my opinion. Okay, so the next thing I want to talk about is some um, interactions that Bean has had in the neighborhood. Great. That I thought you might appreciate hearing about. Okay, this is important. So I think I mentioned to you... shout out to whoever brought a poster of Bean to the show in Cleveland, I believe. Okay. If you're listening, that was such an incredible moment. I loved it so much. Someone brought a... I mean, it probably was life-size because he's so little. Like a life-size <laughs> poster of Bean on like a Pinto Bean. Oh my gosh. It was so I cute. saw it on Instagram. Thank you so much for that. It was so fun. So back to Bean's interactions. So uh, I think I might have actually mentioned this to you, but there's this dog named Andy in the neighborhood that our neighbor has been pet-sitting. So Andy has a different parent, but our neighbor that we're friends with has been pet-sitting her mm-hmm. a lot. And she really doesn't like dogs, but she likes Bean shocking that is so funny i know and she liked me too i was petting her and the neighbor i should have been more cautious to begin with because it's not good to just like 
get in a dog's space. Mm-hmm. But she's so cute. She's not that big. And so I start, like, petting her, and the neighbor was like, oh! and then she's like, oh, wow, she likes you. She really doesn't like people touching her, but she likes huh. me. So I guess I'm just a dog whisperer. And what kind of dog is this? So she's like a pocket pit bull type dog, but tiny. She's got to be, like, 30 pounds, but she's pit bull looking. Gosh, I love that type of dog. I know. She's adorable, and she really likes being, and, like, didn't want to leave, like, our neighbor was saying, like, I've never seen her act like this. Listen, Bean is a piece of work, but there have been a few occasions where I've been really proud of him in ways where yeah. I'm like, I re- it's almost like he can sense when dogs are a little bit more uncertain because he tends on the uncertain side. There are two things I'm thinking of. There's one occasion where there was a dog who had run away from home and was off leash. I think I told you about this experience. So this dog, like, basically ran into Bean and I at the street corner um, by the fence where they're the dogs, the green fence. And this dog like runs across the street and it's this white, probably a little bit bigger than dog, this white dog, no collar, no leash. And I literally grab this dog and I'm like, uh, I probably should have been more careful, but I was like, I was like, um, excuse me. Like you, you're a free dog. You can't Mm -hmm. just be a free dog in this neighborhood. There are cars around. So I'm just holding this dog who's very clearly scared and looking around, you know, clearly got away from home. And Bean just did such a really great job, even though Bean was on leash, mm-hmm. of just, like, reassuring this dog and being like, yeah, hey, this is my mom. Like, uh, obviously, she is holding you, and but that's okay. <laughs> she holds me, too. And, you know, we can all just be hang out. Like, I just had them, like, kind of, crou- like, I was crouching down and holding both of them by their chest, Bean yeah. and this strange dog that mm-hmm. I've never seen again. And I was just calling out, like, does anyone know who this dog is? And what what to do and then the owner showed up about 10 minutes later but i was just hanging out for a while with bean and this strange dog and the strange dog was really scared and bean did a good job of comforting yeah. him down and then the other time at the dog park do you remember in the corner where there was this woman with a little chihuahua type dog who wasn't you know really playing well with others and then bean went over and started playing nicely with the dog and the the woman was clearly really pleased that the dog was having yeah a good day and you know was making at least one friend and so listen bean can be an absolute jerk and sometimes he decides that he doesn't like a dog and it's un and it's unfortunate and it's bad um sometimes we can uh tell him that that feeling is wrong like we've made he's like with Brindle, he has a friend that he was determined he hated, and then we were like, "You're gonna like this dog." And then we took him on like, a walk. We like the dog's parents, so you yeah, have we're like, to "You're gonna friends. like this dog." And then he did. Um, but then there have been a lot, a few occasions where I've been really proud of him. Yeah. So he's been he he had a lot of really good interactions while you were gone, actually. So I think you know he started befriending Oliver, the, the pu- little pug puppy. Yes, there's a pug puppy that's new to our neighborhood. He didn't like how young and cute oliver was at first but Mm -hmm. he's he's understanding now that you know not everyone has their moment in the sun yes and it's okay that there's another cute dog in the neighborhood he also met a sort of medium-sized dog named nugget that Mm. is a golden doodle i think Ooh, he likes nugget a lot he always likes golden doodles yeah he likes fluffy fluffy yeah something about something about the fluff yeah, I think maybe he thinks they're smaller, like, than they are, because they don't, he can't see their muscles and right, stuff. Right, right, like, right. He's he, not as intimidated. He thinks they're more shrimpy, mm-hmm. even though they he may not be. He still hates golden retrievers, and for this, we don't know why. Yes, he hates goldens. Golden retrievers and Frenchies are hard for him. Yeah. <laughs> um, And then the other thing that I wanted to tell you is, you know, the neighbors with the rainbow flag that like always sit on their porch and wave to us we love them yeah i ended up like meeting them officially and had a nice talk Stop! and they were petting- i'm so jealous i know and they, they pet bean yes oh i want to meet them i know they're really nice what do they say tell me about them so 
Well, I'll just say his first name, Mark, um, is the main guy. What's the home address? Yeah. I'll, get that get that social security, mother's yeah. maiden. Um, so Mark was taking out the trash when I was walking with Bean, and he was just, like, asking about, um, well, he was, like, so I assume, like, your other dog passed, and oh. I was, like, yeah, because they used to always wave to us when we would walk with the two dogs, so we're talking about that. I think we've referred to our neighborhood before as, like, Gay Sesame Street, like, we kind of always, we, we know a lot of our neighbors, and even if we don't know them by name, we, uh know them like by waving yeah like, we recognize it's it's a great spot and everyone kind of looks out for each other and everyone's kind of gay yeah everyone, some variety of something either an ally like I'd, i've never known what the deal is with the people in that house but well he's definitely gay okay he mentioned his husband oh yeah great um then so who's the woman that's there so i think that's like their I'm neighbor that small, comes i shouldn't over- ask <laughs> i'm thinking too i'm literally <laughs> stop i need to stop myself like it's none of my business no i don't think she lives there i okay. think she just visits a lot okay but, i just always assumed it was her house because she's always on the porch i know but i don't know maybe I it thought is. it was our lesbian queen well maybe it is well i mean then they live across the way from our other elderly lesbian queens yes been here since the 70s y'all yeah anyway so i met mark he was just we were chatting about dogs he was telling me about his dog and we introduced ourselves got names finally i like haven't known this person's name been waving to him for like three years <laughs> um and then he had bean and bean was like really into i'm it. sure yeah i'm sure do they have a pool have we confirmed that because if they do have a pool then we really need to i get in with them with I, mark i don't know i can't tell there is a pool right there but i can't tell if it's the next door neighbors i think it's there it might be theirs cause... if it's their pool then i'm willing to loiter okay oh my gosh mark so crazy to bump into you this weather's hot wouldn't you agree i would agree (laughs) boy if only there was a body of water just make unblinking eye contact (laughs) body of water pool did i mention we're both gay we're also gay everyone's gay we love pools as a community don't we it's part of our it's part of culture. Our, I would say pools are kind of gay culture, queer culture a little bit. I agree. I think they have a pool. I'm going to find out. Okay. We're, that'll be our next podcast update. Oh, that'd be great if we could walk to a pool. I know. That would be amazing. Okay. Next on my list. We'll update y'all. <laughs> next on my list. Would this you like to bizarre. read that? Yeah. This is the next thing on Lizzie's list. It says, I want to watch Ratatouille. That's all. I think you can make that happen. You could have made that happen no. when I was on tour. Okay, t- no. To clarify, with you, because I know you've never seen it. I have never seen it. And have you, you would, seen it? Yes. Okay. It would. You would love it. It's so fun. And also, there's, like, an anthropomorphic rat, which is basically our dog. Yeah, so. Ratatouille is also quite a thing with Gen Z. They clearly yeah. all watched it. Yes. They all watched it because around the same time. It holds, like, a very special place in their heart. Early... Early uh, TikTok was plagued. I mean, plagued is kind of a, a, a coded <laughs> word. I don't mean it like in a negative way, but it was all over the place that y'all were making a Ratatouille musical. And I don't know whatever happened with that, but I just remember being like, wow, these kids love Ratatouille. Yeah, we need to watch What's it. What's our version of Ratatouille? Like Monsters, Inc., Toy Story or something? Probably Toy Story. Monsters, Inc. was even a little bit... No, it's Shrek. Really? Well, for the meme properties. Oh. Where, who, what do you see memes of? Ratatouille. Yeah. What do you see memes of for us? Shrek. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Shrek, unfortunately, the number of times that I've basically been rickrolled because, like, it's been a normal video and then it'll pan over to, like, Shrek, like, just, like, dropping low over. Mm-hmm. Have you seen those yes. videos? The, like, dancing Shrek. The dancing yeah. Shrek. It 
it's chilling. Yes. So yeah, Ratatouille came out. I don't know exactly when, but I was already. I might have been in college, but I don't. I might. I was probably like in high school. I just didn't. I thought the trailer. It's to be so honest, cute. the trailer didn't explain the movie to me, and I'm a toddler, and so <laughs> I was like, I don't get it. I was like, the rat is a chef. Yes, because it's a chef rat. Yes. Ratatouille. Yes. But Ratatouille is also a dish. Exactly. It's genius. But the but his name isn't Ratatouille, is it? I don't think it's so. It's like Remy is the yeah, rat. Yeah, yeah, Remy. And then there's like a guy. I mean, yeah, I'd, I'd watch it. It's I definitely so would love to take an edible beforehand because it seems like the sort of movie plot that will just be um, enhanced. Well, wouldn't it be fun if I made like a big Italian feast that we got to eat while watching the movie? Yeah, that can... sounds lovely. Yeah. Okay, so we're doing it. That wasn't a hard sell. Did you really think that was going to be a hard sell? No, for I didn't. Me? But I just didn't want to forget. Yeah. No, no, no. We won't forget. We'll watch it. Just okay. like Jurassic Park. We, yeah. We plowed through those movies. I know. That was fun. We chomped through those movies. <laughs> Stomped through those movies. Okay. And then last but not least. Here's our last You part. don't have to tell me this story uh, because I don't know what the story is. I but think it's funny. Can you tell it on the podcast? I think I can. Okay. So I have in my notes, Grace, when Grace was out, you texted me like, well, okay. I want to tell you the story about Kempton. Remind me to tell you. Kempton is Grace's brother. Kempton is my brother. And he told us the story that... I think it was unintentionally just so funny. He has this new job and he got slightly reprimanded for something that to me just seems like it would be straight out of the office, <laughs> which is that he, you know, everyone's on Teams or like Microsoft Teams or you're on uh, whatever, like uh, Slack or whatever the like chats are for remote work. Everyone's on like remote working chat and everyone's like sending things in, right? And they were on a chat and they were like, okay, can we all have this conference call in uh, like f- in five minutes? Is everyone available to hop on a conference call in five minutes? And people were responding with GIFs like, sounds good. I'll be there. Or GIFs, GIFs. You know what it is, like the moving pictures things. Um, sounds good. I'll be there. Like lickety split, things like that. And my brother said, um, yeah, I just have to go to the bathroom, which is already volunteering more information than I think <laughs> you need. To you need. <laughs> but then he wanted to respond with a GIF as well. Oh, no. And so he, if and you know what, you can type into your phones right now and you can find this exact GIF that we are, the, the GIF in question. I think it's GIF. GIF, okay. Um, where you just type in, just type in like bathroom and a, a GIF comes up of a man in a bunny suit going to the bathroom but then because he didn't finish watching the full gif the bunny slides over and pats the seat in an inviting <laughs> way next to him and uh he How did sent he not that watch the whole thing it's i don't i think he sent it and then went to the bathroom <laughs> and so he sent it to his chat to his new that work is the chat creepiest thing i've ever to seen. his work chat and then he got he got a little reprimanded, and then he called me one, and while well, he called my parents, and my parents and I were together, and was was like, you know, you know, saying that he was disappointed and frustrated, and that, that he had like done, yeah, yeah, and I understand that that does suck, but when I when while he was explaining it to me, and I looked up the GIF, <laughs> I was just holding my mouth with laughter, imagining. <laughs> brother sending that to like a microsoft teams chat conversation why, why would you someone being like kempton we need to talk about the gif that you sent <laughs> the gif that's insinuating someone should be joining you in the bathroom 
Yeah. Wow. He's, uh, yeah. That so is, that's the story that okay. I had to share. Now I know. Sweet, sweet Kempton. But I feel like I think we can all relate to just how awkward remote working can be and, you know, trying to, like, cultivate that office life, that that office uh, rapport over a chat, over uh, the internet. It, and it's really contrived. And in some ways, office culture always has been to try and create something that's, like, fun and also corporately appropriate. It doesn't exist. And... I understand that there's always going to be kind of awkward moments as a result of that because it's totally a farce. Yeah, I agree. You know, like every they want you to like be yourself and like have fun at work. No, it's just a job. I know. Like be yourself, let loose at work. Let's all like no, it's stupid. And the ones the the jobs you really got to watch out for too and I can speak from experience are the ones where it's like we're this isn't a job we're a family like that type of thing is just as toxic so i you know i thought it was funny and also like i just i feel for so many people who have to navigate spaces like that like corporate spaces where like you get reprimanded for like the gif and just how awkward it is and Anyway, that was the story I wanted to share. Thank you for mm-hmm. sharing that. Mm-hmm. Well, that's everything on my list. Is there anything you want to catch up on that we haven't talked about? I don't think so. But I would like to say um, thank you to everyone who has been so supportive that I've gotten to see on tour. Even if I'm just seeing you from stage, we were pretty locked down with COVID um, as the tour protocol would allow. So I didn't get to meet that many people, but a few of y'all like I bumped into, you know, um, outside the bus or whatnot. And that was just really nice. Thanks to everyone who came to the shows. It was my first experience like that. My prior experience, some of you, some of you might even know if you've come to like my, my smaller shows from like a year ago, the, to go from that to like playing to sometimes 2000 people, 1800 people, 1400 people every night, was an incredible experience and I really could not have done it without your support. I would get nervous before I would go on and then I would check my notifications, which I don't. I really try to stay off my phone in that way because it can be negative, but I would always check my phone a little bit right before going on stage just to see that some of y'all would be out there knowing that, you know, I think of it as like just having like friends in the crowd, like people that are there to root for you. Cause sometimes I'd be like, is anyone there for me? Like they're here to see Reliant K and I'm about to sing Bethlehem and that could be a lot. (laughs) Um, And I really just appreciate all the support and kindness that y'all showed me. Um, Every city had its own distinct energy and it made me so excited to come back and do it all again with y'all and hopefully bring a full band with me. And if you are interested in coming to a show, I have some West coast dates I'm embarking on this tour starting on Wednesday. So the podcast comes out on Monday. If you are listening to this on Monday, it's likely that there are still tickets available. Go to my website, semlermusic.com. We'll link Grab in the some show tickets. Notes. Los Angeles, San Francisco, Davis, Portland, Seattle, Phoenix. Hope to see you there. Thanks so much for listening to our first podcast back. We're excited for more. And at some point, we have to do a Stages of a Breakdown listening guide. Yes. We will do it. Maybe it depends on when we can swing it because that involves more editing. So you'll have to put in the clips of the songs and stuff. That's true. But we will do it. And we're so excited to be back. Yay. Thanks for listening. We'll see you next week on Under Under Our Roof. Bye.